Let's go! From the four corners of the globe, welcome to the Park Chat Theme Park Podcast. Join us as we dive deep into a world of fun and adventure to discover what Australia's theme parks are all about. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Park Chat. Tonight, we are doing something that is going to make every roller coaster enthusiast very excited. Blake, what are we talking about? Hey, uh, we're going to be talking about a bit of a hypothetical discussion, uh, and that is what coaster every theme park in Australia needs. Now, to preface, uh, to preface what we're going to be talking about, this has actually been inspired off a, a small series that a YouTuber known as Airtime Thrills did a couple of years back. Uh, now, he's an American YouTube, uh, coaster tuber, and so what he did is that he looked at all the Six Flags parks, all the Cedar Fair parks, all the SeaWorld parks, independent parks. He analyzed the coaster lineup in each of those theme parks uh, and checked the. Uh, had, he had a checklist of uh, certain characteristics or requirements. So, like, do they have a standout coaster? Do they have an, um, something with airtime, something with wood, something with loops? And he checked to see if each of the coasters and all the parks checked off those characteristics, I guess. And then... Based on that information, he suggested a realistic uh, option for that park to add in the future to kind of round out their coastal lineup. I was going to say, I think the the hard part we've got tonight is obviously Australia is not as big when it comes to our parks. So, you know, there's going to be more gap. But if we kind of put a bit of priority system in place, so, hey, they need a launch coaster first or they really need a kitty coaster. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I also I think what will make this a lot more interesting, too, is that, you know, with the United States, they're obviously quite spoiled for choice. You know, they have uh, local manufacturers there and in uh, companies like Premier, RMC and SNS. And then they also have companies like B&M that actually have manufacturing like fabrication plants located in the United States too. So that's obviously on the table for them. You know, like that, you know, it's all well and good and say, oh yeah, we Dreamworld needs a, you know, BNM uh launched winged strata coaster, but that's not in the realm I of I think every Gold Coast real- Park needs one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's n- but it's not in the realm of uh, being realistic. You know, like we could just say, oh yeah, just put Falcon's flight in every every theme park, you know, job done. <laughs> it's just it's not going to happen. So when we're when we're looking at this, we're gonna what we're gonna do is that we're gonna look at it at a, at a from a realistic, pers- uh, plausible perspective to see like what is missing in each of the theme parks uh, in terms of their coaster lineup and what they could add to fill those gaps. Tonight, are we just talking about the Gold Coast parks? Are we going to put Gumbaya in the mix? Should we do one of the Lunar parks as well? I would love to talk as ma- about as many parks as we can. You know, we can talk about the Lunar parks. We can talk about Gumbaya. We could talk about Adventure World. I mean, oh, Adventure, World, Adventure World is an interesting one because they only have the one coaster right now. <laughs> but um, look, we'll, we'll see how time goes. But I de- definitely think, you know, we, we should probably prioritize the big three. Um, which one do you want to have a look at first? I kind of want to talk about one of the lunar parks. Because oh, you actually want to talk about I, lunar I want to. I want to start it off. Let's talk about Lunar Park Sydney because they've been aggressive with what they've done. Let's start it off in Sydney, I reckon. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Actually, do you want to bring up uh, RCDB yep. just for reference as well? And while Ash is getting that up, I'm just going to explain the categories. Now, 
uh, airtime thrills, he in his video series, he he had eight categories. So does each of the parks fill uh, um, like check the boxes of each of these requirements? So uh, he says every park needs to have a signature coaster of some of some court. It could be any kind of coaster, but it just has to be that's the ride that that's the coaster that you go to the park for. So like for for movie world, that's like that's easy DC rivals. Um, you have airtime, something that, something that has a lot of airtime. You have, uh, does it have inversions? Uh, does, does the park have, um, something that's made out of wood? Uh, a spinning coaster, something that's not on the track. And that basically means anything that's like, inverts, flyers, wing coasters, anything that's not just like a conventional uh, seating arrangement. Uh, so what have I got? I've, what have I already said? I've said airtime. I've said um, said airtime, signature, wood, um, loop, not on the track, spinning, spinning coaster, especially nowadays, like spinning, uh, spinning coasters are becoming way more common these days. And you sort of was mentioning like backwards as well. That Yeah, I think backwards... Uh, backwards elements is a is an increasing trend you know like uh especially now with not just with like backwards facing seats but just shuttle coasters in general like we're going to be or even just even just coasters with backwards elements like we're going to be seeing with jungle rush potentially do you are you sort of like dc rivals are you going to count those backwards seats into that category absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely it's it's part of the ride it's part it's and it fills it it has that fills that category like you can okay. you can write it backwards if you want but we'll get to that in a second sure, sure. so hold on where where was i <laughs> signature airtime wood looper not on the track spinning family coaster uh and a kitty coaster i'm going to put them in two separate categories because i think there's a very very large distinction between what class of what what counts as a family coaster and what counts as a kitty coaster besides what we look at it and go, hey, that's a kiddie coaster. What, in your opinion, is it height restriction? Is it restraints? Is it? I think it's also it, it also comes in that also definitely comes into account. But I also just think, what is the target demographic? Okay. You know, for instance, um, if we look at well, big red car, forty year old theme park enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you mean big red boats? Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong mode of transportation. I'm not forty yet. That's why I don't know the name. You know, actually, just on a side note, I, I find it interesting that they 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 have the big red plane, they have the big red boat, but they don't have the big red car anymore. They need it. They need to add a big red car so they have the trifecta. I, I don't know. Like so, they have land, sea, and air. But that's just me. It, it's just <laughs> setting off my OCD. But um, I, I keep getting sidetracked with the, with these categories. Maybe we should write them down. Can we write them down, sure. please? Okay. So, I don't think, right. so I don't keep forgetting them. <laughs> just open up Notepad or something. <laughs> you can tell that we were incredibly prepared when recording this episode. All right. So while, uh, Blake, you, if you want to write those down. Oh, um, okay. We'll just quickly uh, go through. So I don't think we're, we're going to go just off this list, but I think that's going to be a very important part to the discussion. I think, Blake, we also need to talk about realistic because we can probably attack most of these categories based on a few different ways. You can go, for example, a B&M dive coaster, or you could say, for example, go, hey, an element with a vertical lift that holds you, and you could potentially get the same sort of thing on a much different budget. 
But going through the uh, list for Blake, so we've got Signature, Airtime, Looper, Wood, Spinner, Not on Track, which can be like uh, Inverted, it can be a Toboggan. And actually, that's something that in Australia, we've got a few Toboggan coasters. So maybe maybe that's something not as rare as you'd imagine. Family, Kitty, and Backwards. Missing one. Just give me a second. What about Themed? I feel like Themed is a really good idea. Uh, Hold on. By the way, I'm going to sound really distanced with the uh, <laughs> with this part. He's currently uh, currently uh, on the computer trying to figure out the tenth item. I think themed is something that launched. There you go. So launched is the last one. We we're going to do this. At All right. Here. Apologies about that. We were incredibly professional here at Park Chat. So yeah, we got signature, airtime, looper, uh, wood, spinner, launch, not on the track, family, kitty, backwards. The thing themed. it's. It's interesting that you mentioned themed because that could be, I don't know, that could could be applied to any coaster. It doesn't necessarily mean. But I feel like we, we I feel ironically in Australia, we're more likely to get a themed coaster. In fact, we have than a big, huge dark ride. So I feel like, in fact, it's probably quite a relevant topic for us in Australia. I really want to add it. I want to have it as I think, the. I think maybe we can add it as an extra topic. I just like the fact that we have 10 categories. Like it's a nice. Nice round number, but if we, we can we can add it in as like bonus points. We now have eleven categories, and right. what is more round than eleven? Because <laughs> we like to go one step beyond. <laughs> Ten points if you know that reference. Um, all right. Well, what park did you want to start off? So first? Luna Park. Oh, you want to look over Luna Park Sydney? That's right. So maybe can you can you split those so we can still have the list open in an? There we go. So Luna Park Sydney, uh, in t- the end of 2021, perfect time to invest in a theme park tourist attraction, wasn't it? Uh, we've got four coasters. We've got the original Wild Mouse, which was built in 1995, actually down for a multi-year renovation, which is exciting. We'll see what uh, comes off it. Hasn't it been operating for much longer than that? It's just, I think, 95. I did think that. Because 95... Unless they added, it was added when the Luna Park reopened for the 1995 season. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Any Luna Park aficionados that, or history buffs that actually know the actual when when the Wild Mouse was actually first built, please let us know. Because the Hopkinson Pierce, that's been around since the 60s. When I said 95, yeah. I was thinking that doesn't seem right. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, RCDB is usually pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, so the attractions that they added uh, after this, and I mean, I always think this is hilarious that Luna Park Sydney built a pretty big coaster, which now resides on the Gold Coast. Dreamworld, one of the premier parks in Australia, had to get sloppy seconds to Luna Park Sydney. I always thought that was pretty uh, funny. Well, it was just... Uh... The, the ride was SBNO for many years because there was due to noise complaints. It, I think it was a combination of not j- just like uh, riders just being noisy, like screaming and stuff. And it was also the chain lift as well. I think that was the big killer. So, you know, and, you know, they were selling it for a good price and Dreamworld at the time, you know, they hadn't installed the, the last coaster they had, they had installed at that point in time was the Eureka Mount, um, mine train, which was in 1986. So they hadn't installed a new coaster for like 14 years at that point, 14, 15 years. And then there's just this giant coaster just sitting in Sydney and they're, and they're selling it for like only $3 million and they're just like, yep, yeah, we'll take that. 
Wonder what I mean in today's money. Obviously, that'd be quite a bit more. Right? Adjusted for inflation, I'm not too sure. I would imagine it'd be probably closer to ten million dollars. So maybe it wasn't a great buy. But look, anyway, back to the topic at end. So I've got the little nipper, which is the the kitty coaster. It's even referred to as a kitty coaster on the RCDB website. So you know, quite mm-hmm. a small coaster. In fact, I think it goes through. It's one of those ones that go through the station a few times. So yeah, yeah, doesn't have a so. very big circuit whatsoever. Uh, the boomerang, which is is a Gerslauer boomerang. R- it's different layer to what Movie World's doing, though, right? Yes. Well, the 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 boomerang the, the oh, boomerang coaster, yeah, boomerang, yeah the boom, boomerang coasters at Movie World are getting over coma. So this is, but this is a Gerslauer, um, and, and then a- and then the signature attraction is Big Dipper. So, with that being said, let's go through the let's go through our checklist and see what what uh, how many categories Luna Park Sydney actually ticks off. So Big Dipper already signature attraction. So that's one. It does. It has loops. That's two. Yeah, okay, yep, true. Um, it has a launch, that's three. Doesn't really have a lot of airtime from memory. That's one that I would... No, I don't. I would not consider it... Uh, I have not been on the ride, but based on what I've been told, it is not an airtime-focused attraction, so I would not let it... I would not count that as checking off airtime on this list. And but, Spinner is definitely one that it's not. <laughs> no, I, in fact, I, don't think, I don't think Luna Park has a spinner. No, I think a spinning airtime th- little family coaster right now would probably be top of the list if you went but, off this criteria. Well, let's go through the list first and see okay, what's sure. missing. Yep, so yep. signature. So we've already, we've already checked off signature, launch, and loops. So we've got so we've got those three categories down with Big Dipper alone. Not on track. Would you? Would a single rail almost? No. It's I would I wouldn't count that because it's not you're not under the track you're not you're not in like a flying position you're not beside the track you mm. just it's just it's it would be exactly the same if it just had two rails. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if anything, you probably feel closer to the track. Yeah. It, maybe. Yeah. You, well, you would probably you know better than I would. I haven't been on it yet. But so we still have those. But three three categories off with one coaster. That's a good start. Then we go to boomerang. That fills the family category. It yep. also and fill- the backwards and the backwards. So that's another two categories that it fills out. Uh, you've got little nipper, which is the kitty coaster. See, that's a that's one more in the bank. I don't think it does does much else. But then theming is probably where it falls down a bit. Whether well, I wouldn't again, say I wouldn't say any of the coasters there have theming. No, and that's the thing. I mean, are, are we expecting too much? Just I mean, just to have this list. Almost complete is pretty well, good for a park like Luna Park Sydney. Well, we ha- and well, we haven't even looked at Wild Mouse. So there's wood, and you could e- you could possibly argue that the Wild Mouse has airtime. True. So, if we go down the list, you have signature, airtime, looper, wood, launch, family, kitty, and backwards. However, there is one category we haven't discussed. And I know Luna Park Sydney in the past has had issues with this category, not pissing off the neighbours. Well, what do you mean? Big Dipper's not pissing them off now. <laughs> I feel like the neighbours, because I know that's always been something that's been a little bit of a contentious issue for Luna Park. I think they finally go, well, it's better than an apartment building entirely blocking our view. Mm. Well, look, it's. I think I think that Luna Park Sydney has always had a bit of, a bit of contentious history with. Um, uh, with with that whole debate because it is such a prime parcel of land in you know in the heart of Sydney, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the reason why the um the ghost train fire occurred was because they were trying to get the park shut down because someone was trying to 
Okay. Try to read quite a controversial little. Uh, thought I would. I would not be surprised if that was the case because I mean, like, if if you've ever looked into the history about the Ghost Train fire at Luna Park, Sydney, it's it's quite questionable. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, iconic. Oh, sorry, a signature attraction. What is that in particular? It seems a little bit vague. It's, well, as I said before at, at the beginning, uh, a signature coaster is anything, any attraction that is um. You know, that's what makes you want to go to the park. That's what the park is known for. So, and I think in this case for Luna Park, the Big Dipper is 100% feels that category. Like, I want to go to Luna Park City to ride the Big Dipper. Yeah, okay. So, it's not necessarily, it's just it's just something that maybe pushes the envelope is, for a roller coaster enthusiast, something that makes you go, wow. Yeah, this is, this is very, this list of categories is very very thuzy centric Mm. this is not i mean like the vast majority let's be real the vast majority of the general public are not going to be analyzing the like roller coaster lineups at the theme park this this methodically this is very much an enthusiast uh based um hypothetical discussion so what do you reckon luna park sydney needs most of all well based on the categories that we've already checked off or not checked off uh, we we have the option of getting something that spins, or we get a something that's not on the track. Now you got now the 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 unique thing about Luna Park Sydney is that they have incredibly limited space to work with. You know, like what about if the Wild Mouse was one that span, spun, spun, not, not span, ah, well. not spun, it's spun. Um, and no, I would I would disagree with that. I think leave the wild mouse as is. And besides, I don't even think they can do much with the wild mouse because it's a heritage listed attraction. So it has to stay the way that it is. Um, what I would like to see, look honestly, just given just given like Luna uh, Luna Park's limited um, space, as well as just um, probably just for also from like a budgetary kind of. Um, constriction kind of point. They obviously, I don't think they would have as much money to play with as what, say, the Village Roadshow Parks mm. or what Dreamworld would have. I, and, I, and I know I suggested this in the last episode for Movie World, but I'm going to stick with it. One of those SBF spinning coasters. They have one. Um, they have one of them at Luna Park, Melbourne. It's just a figure eight, and the train and the car spin. You don't it, feel like that would fall too heavily back into sort of the kids. Area, I feel like that's more of a kids ride. Well, it is, but it still it still ticks off the spinning category, and it is it would provide a unique experience to Luna Park Sydney in terms of their coastal lineup. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like that. Granted, if you want to if you want to spin, they have many rides that spin around, like the Rotor <laughs> at, at Luna Park. Yeah, Sydney. I mean, from a flat ride perspective, they've well and truly got the uh, the spinning down, but. Yeah, okay. I'm just going through here, just going you're through. Oh, you're looking at the history of the... Yeah, just going. Well, okay, that that there is 19... We're just looking at a photo here from a 1960s of the Wild Mouse. So, yes, 1995, definitely not the case. I think they're just going, they're just going by when Luna Park officially reopened in the mid-90s because it had been shut for quite some time. It, it'd just been sitting there rotting away and then someone... They must uh, have re- back up. They must have rebuilt it or or done something significant because on our, our, our RCDB, uh, they've got listed here nineteen fifty nine to nineteen seventy. So they must it potentially was standing but not operating for a while, and then they did a little bit of work on it. They've loved the uh, 
They love that kind of style of ride, though. They've never, like, the Big Dipper truly was the first venture. Well, actually, no, that's not true, I guess, because you've got the original Big Dipper, which was the uh, the one we now see at Dreamworld as the goal coaster. Well, the but- original Big Dipper was a wooden roller coaster No, at Saluda okay. Park, Sydney. True, 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 true. Let's just bring up a quick photo And then of if that. you really want to go, like, the, the OG, I mean, like, you, you'd have to be talking about Scenic Railway at Luna Park, Melbourne. <laughs> that's, like, the there's... There's not too many coasters that are older than the Scenic Railway in Luna Park, Melbourne. <laughs> it still stands today as the oldest continuously operating roller coaster, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay. So, all right. So, the SBF spinning kids coaster is Look, really- Look, I, I, think, I think given, like, if we're looking at this from a realistic perspective and, um, and going by our categories, I think, I think just by uh, getting one of those- added into the park would it would i think it would actually fit in quite well especially considering that luna park melbourne already has one so you know they're quite small it fills a category it's another ride for the kids too because i mean like you know that's the thing about luna park it's a very it's very family centric you know i i'm all for i'm all for adding more rides for kids i will say at the beginning of this topic i sort of thought well we're going to talk about a lot of big things that aren't necessarily realistic but that's quite a realistic addition in fact out of every roller coaster they've just added in 2021 it's probably actually the cheapest one that you could get so mm. it's it's okay fair enough all right so let's now look uh, a little bit closer to home perhaps should we pick one of our gold coast parks to yeah i'll let you decide i think you seem pretty keen on looking at movie world i think movie world's an interesting one because it most certainly has the best roller coaster lineup if you look at the the one with the most thrills uh, definitely the most amount of money spent previously the, the highest number of roller coasters full stop uh, bit- it will be and we will we will count the wizard of oz coasters in this edition because they we they are confirmed and they are coming so we will totally count them into this into this uh um analysis so while while ash gets the um Movie World uh, page up on RCDB. Yeah, Movie, World's in, Movie World is an interesting one because, like you said, it does, in terms of its thrills, yeah, it's the only coast, that, it's the only theme park in Australia that has a true one-two punch with Superman Escape and DC Rivals. No other theme park in Australia can compete with that one-two punch. It is, and it, and it, and it is a very, very strong one-two punch. I would even put that like DC Rivals and Superman Escape up against a lot of international parks. like Oh, 100%. I know. I've read articles and reviews from, you know, only a couple of years ago that said one major coaster would make this park absolutely on the map. And I know theme park enthusiasts from North America and even Europe who've come over to visit Movie World because of rides well, like DC yeah, Rivals. Yeah, they've basically come to visit Australia for DC Rivals. So, just running through the coasters we've currently got, we've got the DC Rivals Hypercoaster, undoubtedly Australia's most famous roller coaster, at least in theme park circles. We've got the Greenland Roller Coaster, only slightly better than the movie. We've got the Roadrunner Roller Coaster, Superman Escape, and the Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster, currently SBNO until 2025? Yes. We've got the Flash Coaster, Speed Force under construction due to open sometime this year un unconfirmed oh wow that sounds that's weird i was i was just if you let me go i was would have just said next year it was going to be it, it was going to be probably could still be 
<laughs> at this rate, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was supposed. I think they did say they wanted to have it open by Easter, but now that they've removed any, um, anything hinting towards that in any of the advertising or or like on the um construction fences, it just says twenty twenty four. So who knows? It could be winter. It could be spring. Hopefully, I I would hope that the it doesn't get pushed back too late because I feel like it would be very clunky. <clears throat> pardon me, uh, if the Flash Speed Force and Wizard of Oz opened in relatively close proximity to each other. You know what, though? As much as it would suck in the meantime not having the ride, imagine just going, bam, 40 roller coasters open. Yeah, I mean, that's a very Six Flags thing to do, like what they did at the turn of the century where they were just, like, stacking parks with coasters and there would be, like, four new coasters in one year. I think the biggest problem with Movie World, and this is something that needs to be a change of management mentality, is let's now care less about the the getting people to the park let's more worry about appeasing the people that are already in the park even if that's five years down the track i remember the gum buyer world interview where the 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 director of of sorry fun fields the director was like we build these attractions to cater for demand we don't necessarily build them to get people to the park and i think movie world has that problem now where they just need more attractions. So, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that, I think that's a conversation for another day. Of but course. I do, but I do I do agree that the in terms of like say um their their ratio between coasters and flat rides is very very off um killed. Yes. I, like, I also they're, agree they're, with that. It's very coaster centric, which you know, for someone like me, that's I'm I'm not complaining. I I will I will prefer a coaster any day of the week, but if you were talking about like in terms of like capacity and crowd crowd dispersion, all that kind of stuff, flat rides are really really good for that. You know what? We need to do this with flat rides, or, or just 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 traditional rides, not roller coasters, because that opens up so many more possibilities. And I in agree. Fact, Movie World suffers the most of this, especially as they've gone from roller coasters, sorry, to roller coasters as their focus point. But I guess continuing on, let's 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 go through. So signature. Uh, DC rival has to be. I mean, people are traveling to Australia for that ride. Absolutely. Airtime. Rivals. Rivals is not necessarily a traditional airtime monster. Like, I prefer the more graceful out and back B&Ms. You know, that's that that more flow to airtime. And and that is the main focus. Whereas DC rivals obviously has things like your helixes, has your non-inverting loop, has... um, well, yeah, but just focusing on airtime. But though, yes, it does still tick I would, that box. I would, I would honestly say that um, DC Rivals kind of has a nice balance of ejector and floater, because like, you, you know the, yes, the, the like, first the first Camelback I would say is more floatery or float ejector, and then you got the non inverting loop, which is just absolutely mental. I will say the two floater big airtime hills also both have the trim, so that's also a little bit of a, and they're not they're not super obvious. But they're there. And I will say that's probably, in my mind, okay. something I'm a little bit like, eh. But, yep, well, trims, time. Yeah, but trims are trims. That's, that's a good It is what it is, yes. So, all right. So, DC Rivals already ticks off the signature, airtime. Uh, they also tick off the backwards because it does have backwards seats. It totally counts. Looper. Are we? It's not a looper. It doesn't No, but I mean, okay, so we're just focusing on DC. No, okay. Oh, yeah. Enough. So, DC Rivals right now. So, they fi- that ticks off signature, airtime. And backwards, so already off to a good start. Um, let's go next. What's what's the next on the list? Uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is your looper. That's pretty much all it does. Yeah. Um, 
not on the track. I mean, it is on the track, but it it's it. I mean, four across. It, it if you're on the edge. It, nah, I wouldn't count it. You don't. You don't. I count wouldn't. That? I wouldn't count it. Would you count a dive coaster, say for example, with eight or ten across? No. Okay, so it really has to be something not on the track. Flyers, inverts, um, wing coasters. I would say. So. Then moving across to say, for example, Superman, you've got your you've got your launch. Yep. It's would you say it's got airtime? I don't know. Yes, it has like two intense moments of airtime, but yeah. it's it's very ejector and very short lived. I don't know. I just feel like in recent years when I've gone on Superman Escape, I just don't notice the airtime because I usually just get stapled to hell by the ride ops, but that's maybe just my own anecdotal experience. Perhaps different restraints could unlock a little bit of potential with uh, with that one there. Oh, could you imagine intimate T-bars on Superman Escape? Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. But <laughs> so, I think Scooby actually fills a really big void then because, so, I mean, well, you've got Sco- themed. Scooby, it's got backwards, backwards and it's a family coaster. It is a family coaster through and through. Oh, 100%. Um, I'm just trying to look through here. I mean- Signature almost, it is the most popular ride in the park. I mean. But when I think of Signature Coaster, I, like I said, I, I think like when you when you first think of a theme park, this is the coaster that you immediately think of. I like, would almost. Like th- if I were to say like, what's the first coaster that comes to your mind when you think of Cedar Point? Steel Vengeance. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking Millennium Force though. Just, yeah, just, well, I mean, like, well, look, look, Cedar Fair, uh, like Cedar Point, is completely stacked. Like, you, and you, that's the that's it. That's the allure of it. There's just so many top tier rides. Yeah. But yeah, all right, all, all right. What about King's Dominion? King's Dominion. Okay, I three or five. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or Carowinds. Uh, yeah. Fury. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that's that's what I mean. Like when we say signature, like that's the Aussie like, world bug run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say Dingo Racer, but yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so we got so you got so just this list actually like really like hits home how much the park has missed since Scooby's closed. Like it just really proves it in a list as like, hey, this park needs these three categories bad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it needs. Well, it does. The the thing is, is that because because uh, Movie World does or is going to have so many coasters by the end of this year. Nine coast. Oh, by the end of next year, nine coasters. Uh. Yeah, technically, I think. Yeah, what? You got four under construction, so you got three in Wizard of Oz plus uh, Flash. RCDB is counting that as three under construction, but I'm going four plus four plus Scooby. That's nine. Yeah, yeah, true. Very Which true. Which is massive. Nine. I mean, and, and it's not, and you know, Movie World's not that big of a park either. And I mean, we are now. So we're talking about adding the, the, this. This this conversation is the tenth coaster. So maybe they, you know, they maybe they'd make something pretty big for the tenth ghost. We've um, got a bit of budget to play with. Well, that's perhaps. if, yeah, that's if they've got the land to play with it. It's well, that's a, the next thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, so signature. So again, all right. Signature coaster. DC Rivals. Airtime. DC Rivals. Looper. Green Lantern. They don't have anything with wood. They don't have a spinner. They have. Su- the, uh, Superman has the launch. They don't. They will have something not on the track with the suspended family coaster. Mm, true, 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 true. The fa- family coaster. I mean, like, take your pick. You've got Scooby Doo. You've got the, all the Wizard of Oz rides, and you've got Road Runner. Family is something very well catered to move your. But as you mentioned, Kitty, not so much. They don't have any Kitty coasters. Mm. I don't count. Like Road Runner is too big to be classed as a Kitty coaster. 
when I mean Kitty Coaster, I mean like SpongeBob SquarePants, Boating School Blast, or Big Red Boat Coaster, something on that scale. But Blake, I will not for a second let you talk me into the tenth coaster being a Kitty Coaster. I want something exciting for this conversation. <sighs> well, all right. Well, but the the thing is, when you do look at it, there's not really much else. That what that, about a wooden coaster? I don't look. I because of Leviathan being in s- such close proximity to Movie World, I don't see it happening. I would love to know the survey and the feedback on Leviathan. Like, hey, is this something that for so long? Because every theme park enthusiast was just assuming the GP were going to be like, oh man, that coaster's so old. But it seems like they love it. I th- no, funnily enough, the people what people were actually um, upset about with Leviathan was the fact that everyone thought that it was disgusting that movie uh, that Village Roadshow built a wooden roller coaster during a um, supply shortage crisis in the housing market. Huh. But when they don't even realize that Leviathan had been standing but not operating for over two years at that point, like well before the pandemic, I've never, I've never heard anyone bring that up. Have you, <laughs> you heard people say that? To I've you? I've seen it. I've seen it myself online. People have actually been like, "It's so it's so disgusting that they built this coaster when people can't even build their houses." Because that's like that's the they, issue that's causing people not to be able to. They build literally houses. they literally signed the contract and fabricated the the wood like the track pieces like four years ago, like well before anything, this wasn't even an issue. So yeah, it's just, it's just people just talking out of their ass. Honestly, it's amazing. (laughs) Honestly, this list to me, besides a wooden coaster and I don't want it to be a kiddie coaster, I feel like they're not necessarily missing something. However, there is something that I think maybe, maybe could hold up. What issue does Movie World have at the moment? I feel like they have no reliable- flight rides. Well, all right, that's a discussion for another day. All right, they need a people eater, and they need something reliable. You know what that's going to be, and it's not going to be expensive. It's not going to be cheap, rather. BNM BNM is never coming to Australia. I know, but don't you think right now that would be perfect? What they need something with high capacity, something and tenth roller coaster, maybe a bit of budget look, could get pushed. Look, I mean. I say that look when I say that BNM's not going to never going to come to Australia I do have to clarify that from what I was what I've been told BNM was on the table as a potential candidate for DC Rivals at one point they were looking at apparently Village Roadshow were looking at putting in a BNM instead of a Mac coaster but uh, I would imagine due to price um being the biggest factor probably coasters probably won won the bid and that's why DC Rivals is a Mark Coaster and not a B&M. So I'm not saying that it's like, like that didn't happen, but I just, especially in this day and age now with the cost of steel being as high as it is now and just how prohibitively expensive B&M is, because keep in mind, you know, the, there's a reason why B&M had to put their own fabrication facility in Ohio. And that's just just to upkeep with the massive demand of coasters that they have in the United States. I feel like B and M's a little bit out of flavor though in the US, don't you think? Like in terms of like the most, tell that to SeaWorld, who just okay, maybe <laughs> SeaWorld is an outlier there. But and the, and what about what about Iron Menace? Sorry, I am totally on topic. I'm trying to find a photo on my phone to prove your. Theory about B and M never coming to Australia. Yes, I'm just trying to. What? Okay, so let me. 
I, I will I will give a little introduction while I find it. But the uh, the Werribee Open Range Zoo proposal. Remember the theme park proposal that Village Road African Safari World. There we go. That's what it was going to be called. Right. Oh, are you talking about this thing that this that it never got past a concept art? Yes, and I yeah. understand. I understand that concept art is not. You know, it lies. It absolutely lies. However, I am trying to find. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about, and it was just. What, what Ash is referring to is that there was this concept art that got, that got floated around like nearly 10 years ago. It was going to be like a zoo and it was going to have like this, ma- what looked like a massive B&M coaster yes, in it. Yes, that's 100% what it was. And in fact, they described it on Wikipedia, so we can trust it, donating it, by the way, <sighs> as Australia's best roller coaster. Look, I'm, I'm sure it was proposed at the time, but then when they crunched the numbers on it and they're just like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. Look, anyway, long Look, story short. The only time, that the on- I feel like the only chance of Australia ever getting a B&M is if Universal comes to Australia. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Which, who knows what's going to happen with the whole regional park theory. That- look, look, Universal's going absolute gangbusters right now. You know, they're opening themed attractions left, right and centre. The uh, and the only thing is though is that they they could also make the argument that Australia already has two Universal parks in close proximity, one in Singapore and one in Osaka. Yeah, I mean, I know that, no, we're getting off topic here, but I feel like we thought that was going to cannibalize Australian theme parks. You know, like Universal Studios Singapore. In fact, the Gold Coast Bulletin interviewed me like ten years ago about that. Maybe hey, it was that was, probably longer. We before we started recording, and I said it would, but yeah. Before we started recording, we 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 went out to dinner and we and we ended up getting, going to Baskin Robbins. And what were they advertising at Baskin Robbins? Oh yeah, a, true. A, a, a raffle to ah, go true. to get a winner trip to uh, Universal Singapore. All right, that's strangely relevant right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I must admit, I I thought that was really going to affect the parks. I have yet to see and prove me wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong. One of the parks blame overseas you know, local international cities uh, pulling away people from the parks. Look, it, well, it's... If anything, now with the whole COVID thing, more people it's staying Look, if home. anything, it's... it's Well, it, it kind of does because it, it's, it would be pulling international tourists away. Yeah. I, I, w- I think it would be pulling international tourists away, like so, uh, not necessarily the local demographic. Like, I think, I think Australians are... I think Australians as a whole are quite content with the, with the, with the parks that we have here. Probably just because there a lot of people just they don't look into coasters or like or theme parks as extensively as we do. Like obviously they know places like Disney and Universal, but outside of that, they just might. At at the end of the day, if you go away once a month, let's say you go away once a month a year, you still got eleven other months to figure out and have some fun in. Anyway, you know. But, but yes, we're getting we're, off topic. We're going way off topic. So, but going back, yeah, going back to Movie World, you've got. So how many how many how many categories do we, have we checked off here? We've got well, really everything except uh, not on track. Oh no, we no, have. No, no, we got the it was coming. it was Wood Spinner and Kitty. That's what they so, and that's and that's why I said an SBS Visa spinning coaster would have been a perfect addition. Is there a chance? And I don't want everyone to come back at me and call me an idiot for this comment. Is there a chance Scooby could spin? I'm not sure. I don't think it will. Purely because of the fact that they want to keep it authentic, you know, and uh, pay homage to the film. That's a good point. But, you know, I mean, if they really want to push the envelope, you know, that could be kind of cool. And 
it would be cool if they added a spinning element. I'm not too sure. I mean, like we've seen spinning wild mouse coasters before. I'm actually going to make that my my suggestion. Mate, seriously, add a spinning element to hundred percent to Scooby Doo. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I, look the, the, if if they put some appropriate theming in, they could the execution of that could be really good. I mean, they did the whole turntable thing. They loved you know that in the promotional work. So you know it is. Something they've almost dabbled with a little bit before. Mm. But the one thing that the extended downtime of Scooby has taught me is that that ride leaves such a gaping hole in the park. And as you it mentioned before, does. there's not a lot of room, really, when you think about it. And, in fact, it's indoors, out of the weather. It's not annoying the neighbours, which <laughs> was a, is, is a category. Mm. I think Scooby-Doo, for me, should spin. To go all out on that Scooby-Doo renovation. That is my suggestion for the next ride for Movie World. Yeah, honestly, I mean, that would be a cool, cool idea. I don't think it's going to happen. But if we were to be looking, but let's say if we, let's, let's bring it back to the core of the, or the nature of this uh, discussion. If they were to add a new coaster, a brand new coaster, and to fill, to kind of fill the gaps potentially fill the gaps in on this on this arbitrary list list of categories that we've outlined the only to me the only one that really fits is again like one of those spf fam like kitty spinning coasters because it need they need a kitty coaster they've got like you said they've got family especially after wizard of oz is open they've got family down pat mm. and they've got the they've got the one two punch in superman and dc rivals green lanterns a nice in between coaster between between the family offerings and the the big two and yeah, like the only thing that they've really got missing is something that's catered towards little kids. And I think an SBF spinning coaster would be a perfect addition to that. I mean, before before Cosmic Boom was added, I would have said that that would that area there would have been a perfect spot to to add it. Um, either that, or you get rid of the uh, junior driving school, which would never happen because it's way too popular with the kids. Okay, I looked. I went there the other day, and I'm just telling you now that it was. You know, there were people there, and there's always people there. Mm. It's not got any like every other attraction has a longer line. I, I disagree that I think that ride is that attra- that popular. Mm. I, I personally think it's just it 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 takes a lot of real estate. It's indoors. You know, it's out of the sun. And it's it's somewhat interactive. You know, it's like, oh, it's kind of cool. We'll just let the kids do that just to kill some time. I don't think it's something people are getting that excited about. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you know, if I was if I was like five or six years old, I would just want to be marathoning Roadrunner roller coaster over and over again. I mean, but that's just me. I think the other thought too, actually, just going back to my argument to, for for movie world to add one of those SPF figure eight spinning coasters. Well, we already know that Wheel- Village Roadshow works with SPF Visa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they've had probably a, hopefully a good run with. And they, ha- they have. Uh, I mean, granted, Trident has been questionable, but I would say that's more on Village Roadshow adding a very tall attraction in a high wind area than rather than SPF Visa being <laughs> doing anything nefarious. But on top of that, um, you know, I just think the the ability to adapt that coaster to a Looney Tunes character would be so easy. What's a character? What's a Looney Tunes character that spins around a lot? I actually don't know. Tasmanian Devil. He doesn't have any representation in 
kids WB anymore. He used to have the mini bumper cars, which got turns into like a, a parents' room. Mm, true. And okay. I know, I know, like Baby Taz kind of features prominently on the building, um, but he, but the Tasmanian Devil itself doesn't have an a, an attraction representing him in the park anymore. So I would say add an SBF little family spinning like kitty spinning coaster and theme it to Tasmanian Devil. Job done. Yeah, fair enough. It's definitely not what I thought we were going to do for our Denth roller coaster at Movie World, but I mean, if you went off this list, perhaps but, you are right. And I'm and I'm also talking, and I think it's also a realistic option as well because let's let's be let's be real. You know, Village Roadshow have been incredibly aggressive the past couple of years with uh, New Atlantis and Wizard of Oz coming up at the end of this year, and then even and. I feel like no one ever talks about the new water slides that got added. It went wild. No, I went past there the other week and I was like, oh, it's a water coaster. I did not know yeah. they added one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been there for a few years now. Well, but it's just, it just kind of, I don't know. For me, it kind of just fell on deaf ears, mm. but it's there. Mm. I've yet to ride it, but it looks, it, and it looks awesome. But, um, but if we're going off, if we're going off of this, cat, this, this, uh, strict, list of categories it's for me the sbf family spinning coaster would be a perfect fit and i know that's i've literally suggested that for two theme parks if you now. do it for dream world as well i'm gonna be very annoyed <laughs> no i don't because they already have a kitty coaster now okay all right fair enough so let's go uh, a little bit down the road to dream world we've got the big red coaster which is i'm just gonna say it now the kitty coaster sorted we've got the gold coaster which is a comfortably fantastic roller coaster we've got kenny's forest flyer the motor coaster steel taipan and jungle rush now under construction yes so okay so signature steel taipan do you think it's a strong enough signature especially now that it's opened and we realize it doesn't necessarily have people talking. It doesn't have the longest of lines. It's not. But it's the ride that the, it's the coaster that you think of when you think of Dreamworld now. I disagree. What's the coaster that you think of when you go to when you think of Dreamworld? The Tower of Terror is basically still there. So <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if you're someone who doesn't follow theme parks, uh, and and you've and you've briefly, so I, I don't think it's earned that iconic. I I, I honestly don't think it's earned that iconic. Uh, so, you th- yet. so you think Dreamworld's lacking a signature ride then? Uh, I, I I actually do. Okay, fair enough. Um, I I would still say at this point in time, Dreamworld, like that Steel Taipan, is Dreamworld's signature attraction. But it could be a sh- there could be a stronger candidate. I will I will, I will say that much. I think it is the signature attraction now. But if they were to build something bigger, that it would be superseded. That's that's my that's what I would say. Airtime, they don't have any airtime. Yeah, and 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 I think that an airtime focused coaster usually is taller, usually more yeah. of a signature based attraction, and I think we're starting to carve out that roller coaster they need. Yes, absolutely. Looper, well, still Taipan yes, has does one. that fantastically, and and you even have Gold Coaster as a support support for that as well. It's got two loops; yeah. it totally counts. Hmm. Wood, they don't have any wood. So we're already we're already looking at airtime and wood here. Uh, spinner, steel type hands back seat, spinning seat totally counts. And I'm just gonna say they've got a lot of flat rides as well, so you can you know I mean, <laughs> but we're ignoring flat rides. Shockwave. I know it's not a coaster, but if you are someone who doesn't look at the definition of coasters, yeah, it 
kind of hard. Well, to, if you're going to be going by the definition of coasters, technically Big Red Boat doesn't count as a coaster. Can I just say something that I think is a friggin' awesome idea? Mm. I, please remind me, what is that ride type? Shockwave? Shockwave. It's a Zampella disco. There you go. Luna Park Sydney needs one of those. That, that I reckon, is the ride type they need. They probably couldn't get the extended one like like Dreamworld has true, a Shockwave. True. They could get the small half-pipe one like Aussie World has with Redback. Mm-hmm, they could mm-hmm. squeeze that in there somewhere. That could be... They're an underrated ride type, 100%. All right. So, I mean, almost airtime. But again, we're yeah. getting very off topic So because it's not a coaster. Yeah. So, anyway, so we've gone back to... So, Signature. I say still Taipan as of now, but it's it's kind of like a weak a weak candidate. I and I I can see that your reasoning behind that. Airtime, they have no airtime. Looper, Steel Taipan and Gold Coaster. They don't have any wood. Steel Taipan checks the uh, the spinning category and the launch as well as Motor Coaster and potentially Jungle Rush. If I will give I will give Dreamworld this. If there's one thing that they've always had they um really good coverage of it's launch coasters. Mm, true. Uh, not on the track. Uh, Kenny's Forest Flyer. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, family coaster. Uh, again, can, uh, f- um, Kenny's Forest Flyer. Still type in. L- honestly, I'm not just being like a little bit facetious, but like, don't you think a little bit that it kind of is a family? 135 coaster? centimeter height limit is not a family coaster. Mm, okay. So. Yeah, but that's not to say that they don't that they don't have family coverage because they have Kenny's they, Fo- they have Kenny's Forest Flyer. I would even put Motor Coaster in that category because you you don't have to be very tall to ride in the sidecars. And let's be real, it's they they market it as a thrill coaster, but it's like a family thrill. Mm. Let's be real, let's be real here. It's not that thrilling of a ride. Themed, they're absolutely going to have with Jungle Rush. Yeah, absolutely, but. Let's go back down. Kitty Coaster. Well, they've just checked that off with Big Red Boat, even though I technically, like I said, technically Big Red Boat. I still count it as a roller coaster, even though technically by definition, it's not a roller coaster because it doesn't coast. It doesn't, it doesn't travel under its own momentum and of just influenced by gravity. It's actually propelled by a motor the whole mm. time. Um, but I don't know. I still count. I still count like the Mac Power coasters, like Runaway Mine Train at Holton Towers. I still count that as a roller coaster, but that's just me. I think it's just. I think it because it evokes the feeling of being of being on a roller coaster. I think that's why it counts for me. I think the 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 thing we need to do is we need to somewhat approach this like anyone would at you know at a theme park, like not a theme park enthusiast, but a family. Someone who visits theme parks occasionally, and yes, if it, if it, if it rides like a roller coaster, if it looks like a roller coaster, you know, we kind of need to just. But when, but it, yeah, but with that with that um, categorization, you could also argue that Shockwave is a roller coaster, <laughs> which is why I brought it up because <laughs> as I'm describing what what it's missing, I'm going, well, they kind of have that. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't count it as a roller coaster. It's it doesn't evoke the feeling of being on a roller coaster. You're not on a train, you know. That's yeah, and you're not. I will admit, yes, yeah, Shockwave. Heck, if they had a coaster train like that, it would be absolutely at IAPA being pioneered because that is a uh, mm. a very big uh, a very big train. But w- what are we thinking for Dreamworld? Are we thinking that they need an airtime focused signature attraction because that's not cheap? Well, 
Well, we have. Let's round out the list first because we've still got a couple more categories to check off. Um, well, backwards, we've got. Uh, well, still, sti- Taipan goes backwards. Yeah, yeah, it does have a. I mean, depending on where, you, which way your seat's orientated on the spinning seat. But I was thinking more Jungle Rush because that's based on the blueprints that are presented to us. It is incredible. Well, I mean, we pretty much know it's going to have a backward section because of the the turntable element. Yeah. So we so they've got that covered. So, I think Jungle Rush is definitely going to help, and in fact, that could be the signature attraction. It could, it could very well be. It, it, you know, that's the that's a that's a great thing about the signature attraction. It doesn't necessarily have to be this top of the line thrill coaster. Ninety nine times out of hundred, it is, but it's not necessarily the case. Like, I mean, I mean, the signature coaster at I don't know, say. Magic Kingdom now. What what would actually actually what would you think the signature coaster at Magic Kingdom would be? Tron Light Cycle Run, Space Mountain, Big, uh, Big Thunder. Oh, I would have to say Big Thunder. You would have to say Big Thunder, but that but yeah, you go. That's, but then Disneyland. Well, no, then again, Space Mountain. Yeah, Big Thunder. I think you think Big Thunder. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. Big Thunder, I think, is is a lot more iconic to the Disney brand then you have to you have to kind of think though for Disney they don't give a hoot about roller coasters they all go they go off mountains like you know space uh, well in their Western, in their magic you know. kingdom parks but any any other other parks it's it's completely fair game look at guardians of the galaxy yeah that um, expedition everest rock and roller coaster True, but they've always they've always designed things to kind of have that that draw card, you know, and and then a lot of times they're big. Like I call it like the mountains, but not always mountains. But things like Tower of Terror, every land has that big attraction. It just so happens that sometimes it's a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah but that's I mean, like, but we're just you were just focusing on like the Magic Kingdom esque like style parks. Yes, where they don't have where they're definitely more fa- family oriented, whereas like a lot of the other parks like Hollywood Studios. They've got a bit more. They've got more thrill attractions. I would argue. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't know. I feel like Disney recently though is just throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks. Oh, absolutely. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> but going back, but again, going back to going back to our list, Dreamworld is quite well rounded overall. The only thing yeah, that they're really it actually stacks up a lot better the, than I thought. The only thing that they're really missing is some wood and airtime. So what? Coasters really fit those uh, two categories well. You know what? Like a Leviathan-style coaster could kind of be pretty cool at Dreamworld when you think about it. Yeah, but I don't think... Look, I think... I don't think they would build... I don't think even it would be legal for Dreamworld to contract uh, Gravity Group. I'm pretty sure there would be some kind of clause saying you can't build another coaster, like, within a certain uh, radius of our park. You know what? At the end of the day, a lot of houses have bushfire restrictions. I would be very interested in knowing how that fits with wooden coasters. Um, Maybe they need certain exclusion zones around them. Maybe they... It, it would be interesting. Well, good luck trying to set anything on fire on the spit. I mean, like, it's surrounded by water. Exactly. <laughs> but if Dreamworld, if Dreamworld were to add a wooden coaster, I mean... Oh, wasn't there, like, a fire on the spit not too long ago? I can't remember. <laughs> but going back... Intamin Megalite. But that doesn't. Well, it fills the airtime, but not the wood. What about a GCI? Well, 
in fact, a GCR would probably be preferable in terms of ride comfort. I feel like they kind of yeah, get Yeah, because you're not a fan of the Timberliner trains, are you? Yeah, they're all right. But I feel like I've had a better run with GCI. Mm. What about because what about what if they did something like they got a GCI but it had Titan Track on it or something like that? Oh heck, an RMC would be sweet. Oh look, I've I've said for years an RMC hybrid would have been a perfect addition to Dreamworld. Like they would have, that would have been their signature coaster. It it would definitely check off the airtime. Probably have some inversions in it. It's not truly a wooden coaster unless you went with the topper track, but they don't really build those anymore. I think Dreamworld definitely has the landscape, the trees. Like they could really pull off an absolutely airtime focus. Yeah, like even low to the ground. Like I've done some incredibly airtime focused, like punching roller coasters that are like thirty meters tall. Yeah, absolutely. Like like Mystic Timbers. Mystic Timbers, in I, fact. I could see a Mystic Timbers style ride fitting in Dreamworld perfectly. Like right where the log ride and Blue Lagoon used mm. to be, like going down the side of Oaky Creek. And Actually, d- and like an out into and back. the park, you would almost feel like DC Rails, you'd almost be racing the roller coaster as you enter the park. Like that would almost tick off that signature thing right there. Yeah. Oh, if. If you put a GCI right next to the the entry roundabout, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hundred. I've had that thought for for ages. Mm. Whether or not Dreamer will actually do it, I don't know. Because I mean, like, wasn't wasn't the wasn't that land where Blue Lagoon supposed uh, current well or was wasn't that originally slated where they were going to put the hotel? The most recent hotel proposal, I think, was down the road closer or or further south. Um, which I think is also for sale at the moment because it wasn't their own, but I don't know. If, oh, next to White Water World, because uh, you mentioned of, yeah. that you mentioned mm. that plot of land uh, last episode, I believe. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. So yeah, so look, I, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe at one point. I mean, if you were going to do some sort of development that was on Dreamworld land, that would be the place to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know. But I think a ride, at least for the purposes well, of this segment, is look, a better the, idea. Look, the north side. I mean, the 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 problem with dream, the big problem with Dreamworld is that the park is very lopsided. Mm. All like you know, you you walk into the park, and the vast majority of the rides are towards the south, like towards the right. You've only really got Giant Drop and Steel Taipan, and I guess you could count Sky Voyager because it's on the left. Mm. But that's like three rides versus. Every other ride in the park. I think Movie World also has that problem. But yeah. That's a- but could you imagine? I mean, like, yes, it would be only one coaster, like only one ride, but it would be a very big ride. Mm-hmm. And that would help really help kind of disperse, like try and encourage people to go to yes, that side yes, of the park. Yes, 100%. I agree. And I would love to see, and you know, I'd love to see another wooden coaster in Australia. I'd love to see a GCI, mm-hmm. you know, like GCI doing, like they, they can do some great coasters. I haven't been on Mystic Timbers, but everything that I hear about that ride is amazing. It is a very incredible ride. If it's anything like Gold Striker at California's Great America, sign me up because I loved that ride. I went that I went on that ride opening season back in 2013. Loved it. So good. You know what? I wasn't expecting a wooden coaster. And and the purposes of this segment, like I didn't have any pre I think you did with the whole spinning SPF, but but I didn't have any predetermined rides going into this. It was kind of going to be fleshed out. Yeah, during I, I've, the discussion I've actually had I've been sitting on this idea for a, for a park chat episode for a really really long time, and it's only really just been now where it's just had had the opportunity to actually just talk about it. So I've already premeditated a lot of my thoughts um, about this, but it's interesting to hear your opinion, just kind of like thinking on the fly. 
Um, but what do you do? You, what do you think? Like, do you, so I th- we both agree that Dreamworld should get some kind of wooden roller coaster, wooden airtime focused coaster. You know, with Leviathan, I think if anything, it actually makes the the idea of a done wooden coaster a better idea. You know, it's not. I don't go. Oh, it's already being done because it is such a proven ride type over in the US, in Europe, heck, mm. probably even in Asia. So. Now that we've done it, now that the the general public haven't gone, ooh, look at that roller coaster, it's from the 1920s. Now that it's been proven to actually be a crowd, like, draw card, yes. I think, it, yes, it is the right time to but do that. the only thing is, you don't want to make it too similar to Leviathan. That's the thing. Like you, An out-and-back wooden coaster that is just airtime focused, I think, would, would do it. Well, do you think maybe, like, if they went in G- with GCI... Would you be against the notion of them, say, adding a Titan Track element that had an inversion in it to to give it a point of difference to Leviathan? Oh, a hundred percent. However, I've I can only ever think of like Hades three sixty. Well, that's uh, Gravity Group. I know, but I'm just saying, like a wooden coaster with inversions. In my mind, I've never seen that pulled off. Mind blower. Again, Gravity Group. But I'm just saying that. Uh, what about um, Outlaw Run? I see. I. I don't know. I, I, in my mind, I've only ever heard of the bad examples. I haven't heard of the good examples. Outlaw Run, well, that's RMC. That was their first topper track coaster. So that's actually still classified as a true wooden roller coaster. So where's that at? Sorry. Silver Dollar City. Oh, that is. Okay. So, okay. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. I haven't. Yeah. I have to go back to Silver Dollar to try it. I've heard it, it's gotten a little bit rough in recent years, but it still rides good. I think with wooden coasters, I think. Smoothness is definitely a very, very hard thing to necessarily get that balance. Well, I don't. I I would rather a a smoother airtime focused coaster over a you know inversion just to add the gimmick. See, I don't mind. I don't mind the jankiness of wooden roller coasters. Mm. I think that's what gives it character. Uh, uh with, but you know that the. the they have tried to address they they've definitely addressed the the roughness issue with wooden roller coasters in recent years. Just purely with well, Interman was the first to release um, start making prefabricated wooden coasters, but unfortunately that was pro- too prohibitively expensive mm. at the time. But now Gravity Group have come in and have reintroduced the idea, and all of their new coasters are going to be using their prefabricated track. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Leviathan, I believe, was one of the last coasters that Gravity Group are making that is not going to be using prefabricated track. Interesting. I would be very interested to try that out because I've never done a prefab coaster and I really wanted to do El Toro and unfortunately it was down. Yeah. But look, okay, Dreamworld, wooden coaster, airtime focus, signature attraction. That is what I'm shooting for. Yeah. All right. So we've had... So we've already gone over three parks now. So we've already. So I said, I said for Luna Park Sydney, SBFV suspending coaster. I'm thinking as Impala Disco, even though it's not a coaster. <laughs> yeah, but I think so. I think if you actually broke it down, I think it probably ticks more boxes than the SBF spinning coaster, figure eight coaster. No, well, one, 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 I feel like one's family and spinning, and one of them's kitty and spinning. But anyway, <laughs> Movie World, I said the exactly the same thing. Another SBF figure eight fin- spinning coaster themed to Tasmanian Devil. Oh, I, I say that because I think they need to flesh out that area of the park. So, yes, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. If you wanted to go big for the 10th coaster, though, what would you do? What well, Scooby Doo. I think go all out with Scooby Doo, personally. No, no, you, no, I'm talking about the 10th coaster. Like the- oh, yeah, okay, not the next. Uh, 
I actually think a wooden coaster as well. But, you know, let's say something original. It's a difficult one. I think it, it would need to have a significant dark ride element. I actually, I forgot what it's called, but the Movie Park Germany Studio Tour Coaster, where it's more of a studio dark ride oh, mixed with a roller intimate coaster. Multi, intimate multi, uh, multi-dimension coaster. The only thing is I, I, I do look at that and I I watch it with geek glasses, glasses. You know, like I know I'm geeking out over the level of detail and theming. Is it something that the average person is going to ride and go, what the hell did I just ride? That would be, re- I think that would be a really good, actually, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one, actually. I really like that But is idea. this geek Blake talking or is this like rational Blake talking? No, I think it's a, it'd be another indoor coaster. So Semi-indoors, but yeah, for yeah, the, for the it majority could be, it of could it. Be com- it could be completely indoors. If well, it- actually, do you want to hear my sky high idea? Okay. Okay. So the entire Looney Tunes River Ride Shed gets turned into an indoor kids area. That is absolutely what needs to happen. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. Okay, well, that's... <laughs> but, but, you know, that's my sky-high idea. Yeah, and I yeah. think you could put some ghosters in there. Well, yeah, you could You could absolutely could. That is a massive show building that they've got there. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Wooden Coaster. I know we keep going jumping back and forth. I, I believe at one point the Movie World were looking at a wooden roller coaster many years ago to put in the Wild West section, and that never happened. Also, that, w- that would be the place to do it if you if you did. Yeah. Also, um, before Wizard of Oz was announced, um, the one thing that I thought the, the 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 absolute best coaster I thought that that could replace Arkham Asylum, uh, to go on that plot of land, was a Vacoma Flyer. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a mummied clone because I always thought that was the perfect ride for that as well. A not, mummy, cl- obviously not the mummy. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, well, again, again, the Interman multi-dimension coaster is kind of like those, like the mummy coasters at mm. the Universal Parks. The, you know, they're indoors, they're launched, they 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 have backward sections. The um, they're they're heavily themed. They're quite they're quite similar in that respect. I definitely think with Movie World, and I know we're going back to Movie World, but I think they've got the 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 basics done right they you know something interesting a little bit like what Superman and Scooby were when they opened you know had that dark ride element yeah back to that movie yeah well that was obvious you can obviously tell that Scooby Doo and Superman Escape were um they were under that was under similar management at the time Mm. you know because they like you said they have kind of have that that pre-show element before you get into the main coast and then you've got Green Lantern and DC Rivals which is well, it, that's all just more about like raw thrills, I guess. But anyway, getting sidetracked. So, Luna Park, me, SBF Visa, you say Zamperla Disco. Um, Movie World, I say again, SBF Visa, Spinning Coaster, you say. I've got a few things going on at Movie World. You will pick one. Honestly, my money would just be go all out with Scooby Doo and get it to spin. Okay, but that doesn't really count because it's already been announced. I'm talking about new yeah, coaster. Um, new coaster. Uh, la, 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 la. Heck, the whole the mummy clone would be kind of cool, but they've got no they've got no space now. Let's just say intim intimate multi multi dimension coaster. Sure. For you. Okay. Because yep, you, yep. you mentioned that yep, in Movie yep, Park yep, Germany. Fair. That's your pick. All right, fair enough. Dreamworld, we both agreed, wooden GCI wooden coaster. Out and back, running off the, you know, the entrance parade there. Yeah. 100% that would be the way to go. SeaWorld. 
Yeah, we oh, haven't man. touched on SeaWorld are yet. Are we doing that tonight? Yeah, we'll, 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 right. we'll make it the last one. All right, all we'll right. Make it, we'll all make right. it the last one because we've already gone over an hour. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, let's bring up SeaWorld. Now, you're going to be very pleasantly surprised at how well coveraged, like how well covered the SeaWorld coaster lineup is. All right. Because they only have the four coasters. Okay. So they have Jet Rescue, Leviathan, SpongeBob's Boating School Blast, and Storm Coaster. Now, immediately, Leviathan is their signature attraction. It's also their airtime machine, and it also covers wood. And it has a backwards. So right off the back, Leviathan ticks off four of the categories. Yep. Jet Rescue is really the launcher. It is the launch coaster. It's a family coaster. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. The whole not on track thing, the whole motorbike and jet ski thing, that was a fad. Like that that is something that is an attraction in its own right. It is it is like the straddle coaster concept. Yes. It is a it is a unique concept. It it has caught on a little bit in the SeaWorld parks over in the United States. I didn't say it was a good fad though. Oh. I'm just, you know, but yes, it has caught on. And oh, I don't well look, you gotta t- you gotta take with a grain of salt with because um, Motor Coaster was the f- was Intamin's first attempt at a straddle coaster. And those trains were terrible, mm. but they were very, very, very quick to rectify that with Jet Rescue, which only opened a year later. Yeah. And that's and Jet Rescue has actually been the standard for all the sh- other straddle coasters. You look at all the ones that have gone to all the SeaWorld parks, the Busch Gardens parks, they all use a similar seating arrangement to Jet Rescue. And I think reliability has been quite, quite good, actually. Yeah, I think even though it is technically, it's like... It's a friction tire launch. It's a hydraulically um, fueled um, friction tire launch. Like all the, it, it does have accumulator tanks like the um, like Superman Escape. Okay, it just it, it, that's what drives the tires yes. to get up to that. Speed. I was actually evacuated off Jet Rescue. The only coaster in Australia being evacuated off. Really? On the on the second launch, yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. It just it stalled, did it? Yeah, it was very long ago. I can't remember the finer details, but yes, I remember getting evacuated, and I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe look. Maybe that's another thing that we can we can discuss in another episode. Ride evacs. That would I haven't had. I haven't had too many ride evacs myself, but I think it's always kind of cool. Got evacuated off Star Wars at uh, Disneyland as well, well. Yeah, we'll keep it for the I, next I, episode. I, 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 sh- no so, one remember that. So yeah, we'll go back. Signature air. T- so we've got signature airtime, wood, and backwards on Leviathan. We've got the launch and family coaster with uh, um, Jet Rescue. We've also got family coaster covered with. Um, storm coaster and water, which is not which a category. It's a, it's it's a unique element. I'll give it. I'll give it bonus points for and that. And themed, and it is themed. Although it's at the end, which is weird. oh well, Leviathan's themed too. I would argue yeah. that Leviathan's better themed than Storm. <laughs> yeah, fair, 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 fair. The and then and then you got um, SpongeBob as their kitty coaster. So they already checked checked off out of a. I'm going to say ten plus one, not eleven. Because themed, I don't know. But what are they missing then? They're missing something with loops. They're missing okay. something that spins. And they're missing something that's not on the track. Now, there's An only invert. one. A family invert. Well, there's, but there's no loops. <laughs> there is one. There is one it. coaster that fits. That it, Can that, I guess it? You can guess it if you like. I've, I've. Go for it. What do you think fits? What it's it's question. Is it painful? Potentially. Vacoma SLC? 
No. Okay. No, it's something that's actually currently being made. Okay, and a good so idea. So it's, 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 <laughs> it's got loops, it spins, and it's not on the track. Oh, not a fourth dimensional coaster. Yeah. Oh, no. An get SNS- out, Blake. Get out of <laughs> an my SNS- house. An SNS 40 free spin. No way. Do you even think they would touch SNS after the whole Green Lantern nilly? No, they wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. I think. I think the relationship between Village Roadshow and SNS is very tainted. Um, after after that whole debacle, uh, but if we're going off of this list, I think that I think- would be a perfect addition for SeaWorld. Not just from like this category arbitrary category standpoint, but just from the fact that they have a small footprint. Yeah, look, I, uh, yeah, and it would kind of look cool from the, like, the other, like, the, you know what, you know what I actually think would be a decent one? A uh, decent, right, coaster yeah. edition? I mean, if you want to go down that, I mean, it doesn't necessarily spin, but the premiere, I, I, I Oh, sorry. Skyrocket 2. Yes. Yes. I, get, uh, I, I will, I will give you that one. That is a better implementation of a similar kind of thing. I like I like the Skyrocket 2s. I remember going on Superman Ultimate Flight Discovery Kingdom and thinking that was an awesome ride. They are a fun ride. And I and for years I always said that's what Dreamworld should have got instead of Buzzsaw. Yeah, well. Hmm. It's No one talking by world that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, apparently they fixed the ride. I'm going to find out if what it, what Project what Zero is like. What day are you going? Sunday. Oh, Saturday. It's probably Saturday, I yeah, think okay. at this point. But um, hey, if you're in Melbourne, go to Gumbaya World this Saturday. This coming Saturday, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be down in Melbourne. Uh, we're going to go and see our friend Matt. Um, don't know if we're going to be recording an episode. I don't. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> for well, for He's reasons more I, important to think. Yeah, about. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Well, all right. If an SNS forty free spin is off the table, just purely because of the fact that the shit allegedly and allegedly Village Roadshow doesn't really want to work with SNS. Allegedly, yes. What allegedly, yes. What else could um, SeaWorld add to fill that gap? I, I and think- it's got to remember, it's got to be within. It's got to be realistic. It's got to be able to fit within the, the the park's footprint. I'm pretty confident with my suggestion of the Skyrocket. Skyrocket 2. Whereabouts would you put the Skyrocket 2? Oh, man. Uh, there's probably no area that probably fits. Definitely not where the station of the log ride is. I'm telling you now, there is no space. The only place that I could think of... Oh, behind... They're building maintenance there, but behind so the Leviathan... Jeffrey yeah, Skill I was area. thinking, so... When you look at SeaWorld, the the monorail, you know how it does like a giant loop, mm. and obviously it's pretty much all been confirmed that the monorail is not coming back. No. So what better excuse to kind of rip out at least a portion of the monorail by that long straight section that goes down, you know, the main sh- the road. Mm. So it'd just be just south of Leviathan. Mm. I don't know if they would want to incorporate it into New Atlantis or not, but they could. They could put it there because I mean the, the the footprint of those rides is very long, like it's just yeah. it's just a long and narrow strip of land. They might have to they probably have to fill in more of the uh, the the lake where they do the water ski show. They probably have to do that, but I don't know. It's within the realm of possibility. Either that, or instead of a Skyrocket two, they get a Vacoma Super Boomerang. Have you seen those? No. What is the super part of the that? The super boomerang. So, it's basically Vacoma's new generation boomerang coaster. Um, Six Flags Great Adventure is going to be getting one this year, themed to the Flash. Mm-hmm. And it's basically- And there's currently one built in China. Uh, that was the first installation. 
So I it's don't basically know. Wizard of Oz, but on steroids. Well, it's 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 massive. It's launched, so like it's not like a traditional boomerang where it has like the re- reverse incline incline chain lift. Um, just look up a picture of it and tell me what you think. And it also has the option for to increase capacity to have a turntable installed so you could run two trains on it. Actually, I have seen this. The that whatever I don't know. That's which, it. That's which, the, is that the one in well, China? Well, that's just that's just a concept art. Oh, I see. But that that is the ride. I reckon. I, I think a Vacoma Super Boomerang would be pretty awesome. But it doesn't really. I mean, it does. I guess it would fill the loop looping category on our list. I personally don't see it going to SeaWorld. I think it's just a bit, you know, a little like like Storm Coaster. It just has like one cool element. And it costs a lot of money because of that, but it doesn't actually give you a good ride in the end. And I feel like that with the whole weird tower and the whole, you know, like- Are you talking about the Super Boomerang? Yeah. Well, look, it's, I mean, there's there's not really much information about the how good the ride, uh, Super Boomerang rides because, again, the only one that exists is currently in China. Uh, we will find out eventually when the one at Six Flags Great Adventure opens up. And we'll also find, and I, I get the, the thing that people that's really on everyone's mind about that is, is it going to be a capacity nightmare? Because they didn't they didn't get the model that has the turntable, so they can run two trains on it. Anyway, so look, SeaWorld, props to you for being able to really have uh, quite a fleshed out collection. Just even even though you only have four coasters, yeah, they've definitely managed to sort of tick off the most. And I know this is not the criteria they necessarily go through mm. when they think of a new attraction. But yes, good job, SeaWorld, because you've probably done the best out of any other park here. Yeah. I I remember years ago someone on the parks forums, they actually I think they did it. They they created like their own concept of um and this is going way back, like prior to Jet Rescue being open. Like in that plot of land, they actually created this concept of building like I think it was like either a Maurer or a Gerslauer family spinning coaster. Yeah. To sit in that area. Okay. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe a a fam- like a, a family spinning coaster like that, whether it was Maurer or Gerslauer or another manufacturer, it doesn't really matter. That would I think that actually would be a pretty good fit at SeaWorld. If they could squeeze it in somewhere. Perhaps where the castle was is, you know, that could be something that you could put a family coaster in. I, Possibly. A little bit like Crush's Adventure or something. At yeah. Disney's that, Hollywood that's, Studios. That, that's my thoughts Paris. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely an indoor outdoor element could be cool. Yeah, and I think then a little bit like uh is it what's the jellyfish exhibit called? sea jellies yeah you know almost something like that you know in the dark and you know special effects and kind of tricking your eyes a little bit that in a spinning coaster could be pretty cool yeah yeah oh i just think well the first thing that comes to my mind is laugh track at hershey park that's an indoor mountain yeah, spinning yeah, coaster yeah. Mm. yeah and that uses like a lot of dark light painting and all that kind of stuff to kind of disorient the riders surprisingly cheap and effective on roller coasters is that you know because you, you speed is obviously something that you've 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 got on a roller coaster and that allows you to kind of cheap out on theming but still you've got to admit like disney's gotten away with that and you know a few rides now and okay i'm i'm not sure I, if you mean like you, you, if you're going 
like you're going so fast that you don't have time to pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah, and Crush's Adventure is a perfect example of that. Oh, I would have said rock and roller coaster, but yeah, true, <laughs> true. And the mummy, but again, we're going That's off topic. That's universal. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, okay, so well, look, we covered the big three. We also managed to cover in Luna Park, Sydney. What did you think about this whole thought experiment? Did you did you find it interesting? Because I I had a like I said, I've been sitting on this idea for many years, and I really, really wanted to do this um, in some capacity. Uh, yeah, what did you, what did you think about like just going through the parks and being like, oh, this is what they this is what they have, this is what the categories they fill, and this and this is what they're missing, and this is what they could add to fill in those missing gaps. Look, considering this is an American-based channel that thought up the idea, which we should give credit to them again, it was the- What was the channel? Airtime Thrills. Airtime Thrills, so make sure yeah, you check go them out. Yeah, definitely go and check out his stuff. He also ha- even has an, a secondary channel where he has copyright-free off-ride footage of coasters. So if you're like another content creator out there and you need like B-roll footage of coasters in the United States, you can- go to that second channel and you can freely use any of his stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah. But yes, considering that this idea, this this list of coaster types and uh, features was, you know, designed for parks that have 10, 15 roller coasters, I think our parks have done pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, they're not perfect by any means, but from what they have and what they've had to work with too, because again, like I said, like I said at the beginning of this uh the, this chat is, you know, we, Australia is not spoilt for choice. You know, they're quite limited in what is very, I guess it, when it comes down to it, it's just like what's financially viable. Mm. You know, we're not going to see, like I said, we're never going to see, I don't think we're ever going to see B&M come to Australia unless you know, someone like Universal decides to build a park here. Oh, that should have been my movie world one. A B and M, yeah, just due to the capacity and the reliability. Well, you did say that, but what? But what kind of B and M would you get? Um, wing coaster? No, I honestly just think some sort of hyper coaster is. But fine. they already, But that would be overlapping with DC Rivals. They wouldn't do that. They would want something. Can I turn different. back time? <laughs> well, like I said, B and M was at, at least from what I've heard, B and M was on the table to be to be DC Rivals, but they went with Mark. Honestly, I, I, I know the frustration that guests have at Movie World right now with reliability and capacity. Mm. Yes, whatever you put, B&M is, I think, a good long-term investment. Well, yes, of course it is. But again, I don't, it's just, I don't care it's just, whether, it's just whether any park is willing to pay that upfront cost. Oh, of course. Because, I mean, like, even if you wanted to get something like Let's say a wing coaster. Like that seems to be like. I think the- a, I think a wing coaster is like one of my least favorite B and M ride types. Mm. Um, but I would say it's probably the most likely to arrive in Australia. Either that or the surf coaster. Actually, if if I was to choose a dive coaster, I think would. Be oh, a dive coaster. Yeah, true. Very. Unfortunately, the probably the most expensive. Um, but but I would probably uh, they've yeah. got that signature element, which is that 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 hold, and that mm. you know near vertical drop. Actually, oh, that's another thing too. You know what I um. As a runner-up for Dreamworld, considering that they've been working that they've been working with Vekoma with Jungle Rush, mm. and they've really been ta- they've you got to give props to Dreamworld they've they've taken a gamble on mm. this with this whole turntable element you know first of its kind like no one's ever done it before or at least in this kind of arrangement. What if they got a tilt coaster? 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if Dreamworld want to go with anything that could be like clickbaity, dangerous. You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of. Because I've actually seen those coasters featured on those like top 10 dangerous, you won't uh, believe exists coaster uh, videos. Uh, that's true. But that's kind of a stupid thing not to build a ride based on. I know. I mean, but it's just, if you wanted something like a dive coaster that wasn't a dive coaster, the tilt coaster is the closest thing you've got. Can I just say something? And ugh, unfortunately, we're going off topic yet again. But why do Australian theme parks have to reinvent the wheel? Oh, this element's never been done before. Just build me a bloody well, that's, not just, that's not just Australian. That's I everywhere know, I now. I know, but it feels like it's it's like it, it's it's uh, there's a higher concentration of it in Australia. Like every new I ride. disagree. I, I just think- want give me something that's just just give me hey, 20 airtime moments, top speed of 90 kilometers an hour, 2 minutes. Honestly, just give me look, that. If you if you said look um if yeah, if you just wanted just a good coaster and it didn't necessarily like break any records or anything like that, yep. you'd basically want um, Lightning Run at Kentucky Kingdom. Sure, I don't mind, but just it's, which don't get me wrong, Lightning Run looks like an amazing. Um, is it Lightning Run? I can't remember. It's it's a it Chance Hyper GTX. Uh, it was it was designed by Alan Shilkey. Um, and it's just an airtime machine. It's only like, I don't even think it's a hundred feet tall, but it just absolutely just yeets you out of your seat. Yeah, you are right. Lightning run. Like, it is lightning run. I was thinking, oh yeah, no, it's lightning rod at Do- Dollywood. That's oh what yeah, I was which getting. is rubbish. <laughs> I really don't like lightning rod. Well, yeah, maybe you, you might like it now that they're replacing the launch with the chain lift. Nah, it just makes it worse. <laughs> So yeah, lightning. So I don't know. That's I. Th- I feel like for you, that's like your that's like your dream coaster and no frills. It's not very. I actually high. love the Mike Morgan Hooper. Uh, Hooper. Oh my god, I can't. That that whole sentence was just the Morgan hypercoasters. Giga, uh, mega. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah whatever. So which called. ones have you been on? Uh the one at Valley Fair, and I feel like there was another. That was one. So one at Worlds of there Fun. There was this three. So there was the three. There was. Well, there's more than three, but the three that most people think of uh, is Wild Thing at Valley Fair. Done. Yes. Uh, Mamba at Worlds of Fun. Yes. And uh, Steel Force at Dorney Park. Okay, I've done Dorney Park. But there the two also, others I've done. And there was also Steel Eel at SeaWorld San Antonio, which is technically not a hyper because it's not 200 feet, but it's like a it's like a mega coaster. Those things are fun. And they've just got like this old time lap bar. Mm. It's just a whole lot of fun. And that to me is a good coaster. Yeah, look, honestly, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, it, for for someone like myself, like it doesn't need to break records, but it's from a marketability standpoint where they, that's where this whole thing, where especially now where, um, it's so difficult to break any world I true world Leviathan record. Didn't, did it? Like, no, they, they touted it as the world's most iconic roller coaster, which is the most bullshit marketing. Back to our gimmick. list is signature. <laughs> yeah, What's the signature? Maybe they were listening to this as well, and they're like, "We need to advertise. It's the signature attraction." Oh, just, I just, I did not like how they marketed that. I think it was silly. Anyways, <laughs> it was, it was, it was definitely an informative list, and I think it's a nice positive one as well. I think we were, it was more going through the positives than the well, what what they need. Well, I think it's just, I think it's just a fun thought experiment. Like, it's a great discussion topic. It'd be like. What do you think the park should add? You know, like, and 
I, I just tried to add, well, at least, you know, I'm obviously kind of more or less ripping off Airtime Thrills' idea, kind of adding a more like analytical perspective towards it rather than just being like, I think they should add this because that's what I want to see. Well, we don't have the budgets necessarily, although none of our ideas except your little SBF idea, none of these were very cheap. But next next time we need to look. Go I think GC. I think a GC. You could build a GCI reasonably priced. True, true. That that one actually. Probably the B and M one, maybe not so. No. <laughs> okay, so we've got to go through Adventure Venture World in Perth. I want to do Gumbaya because I feel like that's a very interesting one, and perhaps one of my suggestions might be based on a coaster over here. Okay. Well, Adventure World and Adventure World and Gambaya, like I mean, if you want to do a part two on this, I'm more than happy to. Yes, hundred percent. Adventure World and Gambaya, you could pretty much put anything in that in those parks, and it would be, it would be uh, beneficial to the park. <laughs> yes, they're probably a little bit less. Uh, anyone's just happy to get something, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and obviously, Luna Park Melbourne's another one, especially if you go this weekend. Yes. Well, look, I'm so keen to get on Scenic Railway. It's like bucket list coaster for me. Even though I know it's not going to be anything super special, I just want to go on it just for its historical significance. It's definitely one to tick. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us. Review us on your podcast platform of choice. Till next time, though. Thanks for tuning in. See you later, guys.